Hello and welcome to Driftwood Christianity, the podcast that carves out the faith, hiding in the driftwood of life, and sends it on to you. I'm Andrew Smith. And today's Driftwood is resolutions. So about a month ago, the gym that I go to sent out a message to all the members. It said that January was going to be busy. In fact, the busiest month of the year. I mean, there's no surprises and no prizes for guessing why. There were going to be a lot of new people at the gym because it's January. So they were reminding everyone to watch out for new faces, to be welcoming and supportive of people. Some of these new faces might never have been to the gym before. And some might be returning after some time away. So it's not much of a stretch to connect the dots here. For some people, 2023 is the year that they're going to lose weight, or they're going to get strong or get fit. The fitness and diet industries see enormous uptake in January every year. Our Western culture is so deeply connected to the calendar numbers. Every time that number changes, 2022 to 2023, Something in the collective imagination changes with it. We humans, we we like our festivals, our calendar dates, birthdays and wedding anniversaries to celebrate the day that someone joined our lives, divorce anniversaries and death dates for when they left, public holidays, well, for all their reasons. And then separate to the secular calendar are religious calendars with their own seasons and festivals. Easter, Pentecost, Advent, Christmas, Lent, Holy Week, and Easter again. The Common Era calendar counts the years. We're in 2023. That helps historians, but but in some ways it makes no difference. This year isn't much different to last year. Remember that, predictably, January is the busy month for the gym. Every January. Several churches I've been to like to start the year by naming that the new year is a year of something. If the pastoral staff are of a particular kind, they'll even declare the year as being the year of something. This is the year we declare, or this year we declare is the year of hope, or the year of something. For that kind of Christianity, every year gets a declaration of a theme. Something positive, something hopeful, something to pray for and believe that God will bring. And it's different each year. Tipping the calendar over makes it different. And to be fair, sometimes they'll preface this by saying, look, I know there's nothing special about a new year, but this is the year of... So did you make a resolution for 2023? Now that it's the end of January, have you given up on it? Maybe it's lasted a month, maybe longer. A few years ago, the CEO of Fender, that's the guitar company, said in an interview that their market research identified the rate at which people take up the guitar. And here's a few quotes from some of those interviews. 45% of the guitars we sell every year go to first-time players, and half of those first-time players are women. 90% abandoned the instrument in the first year. So as an industry, we don't have a problem attracting new entrants. We have a member retention issue. And the 10% of the salmon that make it through the dam have a lifetime value of $10,000. They buy five to seven guitars. They buy multiple amps. They drive the hardware side of the business. Those quotes are amazing. 90% give it up within 12 months. Beginner guitars cost around $250. 
maybe more if you start with an electric guitar and that needs cables and a case and an amp. Gym memberships also aren't cheap, and if they're set up with an auto payment, that's money being spent long after someone gives up on the gym. Have you given up on your New Year's resolution? And maybe just because I'm talking about it now, does it start to itch in your mind that you'll pick it up again? Does it remind you of why you made that resolution? Maybe you can remember the reason and all the feelings it brings up. Some of those feelings might not be so good. The drive to improve ourselves, that often comes from the sense that there's something missing, a lack in who we already are and what we're already doing. And if that's you, then the one thing I want you to hear right now is that you are loved. God is love and loves you deeply and personally. And anyone who follows God's way also loves you, drawing from that same well of divine love. I may not know you, or what you need from family, friends, a therapist or a doctor, but I know that you're loved exactly as you are. So I hope that it's starting to become clear how flimsy New Year's resolutions are. They can be made for poor reasons, kept badly and given up quickly. Somehow the turning of a year isn't a magical gateway into a new you. We aren't transformed by bold statements on New Year's Day. Transformation comes with daily action. Eating healthy is in every meal. Fitness is moving every day, challenging performance with each walk or run or workout. Musicianship is in regular practice and lessons. They all demand continuity, repetition and growth. It's not a once-off event. Religious conversion is sometimes described as an event. Plenty of people have testified to a spiritual experience that allowed them to see things in a new way. A tent revival meeting, a meditation session, a time in prayer, time studying scriptures. It's easy to point to a day and a place for those. But the most enduring stories don't stop with that event. Imagine those times in Jesus' ministry when he meets someone and calls them to be his disciples. The gospel accounts usually have him saying, very simply, follow me. And imagine the person sitting there saying, yes, and then still sitting where they were. Follow me, then yes, and then Jesus keeps walking and the person keeps sitting. Following Jesus isn't a New Year's resolution. Taking up faith like that requires action and endurance. We have to get up from where we are and start moving. In Matthew's Gospel, when Jesus calls disciples, there's a pattern. We see Peter and Andrew leave fishing nets. Same story with James and John. Matthew leaves his booth as a tax collector. And each time we see they left what they were doing and followed Jesus. And you get left their nets and followed him. Left the boat and followed him. Got up from the booth and followed him. Following someone is an activity, not an event. Playing follow the leader as a child means you watch where the leader's going, walk the same path around the same obstacles and keep following. But the game only works as long as the kids continue to decide to follow the leader. The moment the follower child stops following and decides to stop following, the game is over. Following the leader needs the follower to turn their eyes and then move themselves towards the thing, the one that they're following. And any time those things are interrupted or stopped, following stops. Every step counts. Every step matter. Every movement in that direction matters. In every movement you have a decision. Will you keep your eyes on the one you're following? Will you move in that direction? You get to decide, but not just at the start of each year or at the start of each week or each day, but in every single moment. 
Imagine hearing that call in every moment. Follow me. You can hear it, move where it takes you, and hear it again. Just as Jesus called his disciples, God's call to all existence is the same. Follow me. And in every moment is a choice to do that or not. In John's Gospel, when Jesus called Nathaniel, he did that by telling Nathaniel what he could see ahead of him. It was an idea that Nathaniel's Jewish culture would have known well, getting to rest under a fig tree. It was a symbol from their scriptures of a time when God has brought peace and justice into the world. Being at rest enough to sit under a fig tree was a prophetic sign that Nathaniel would have known. And just as Jesus told Nathaniel about the future he could see for him, today's call from Jesus is the same. The call to follow Jesus is one that moves us all towards justice and peace. When Jesus calls you, you're called towards that same future. But it only happens when you get up and follow. The salvation of the world, that transformation into a reality where we can imagine what life would be like if God wrote the national budgets of the world. That's what Jesus calls us towards. And Jesus insists that we go there with him. That we get up and walk there with him. We get up there and move with him, that we follow, that we decide with each and every motion to follow him. And no amount of bravado in the first week of January will do that. That divine vision of peace and justice needs you and me to decide every moment of every day to follow Jesus. New Year's resolutions will fail us all. But a choice in every moment to build a world of divine love will get us there. Just a couple of notes today. One I nearly put into the text, but didn't quite. It was around declaring, when I hear pastors declaring that this is a year of this or that. It always makes me think of that sort of Virginian caricature of somebody with a rich southern accent saying, I do declare, every single time. It's hard for me to keep a straight face. Secondly, I've included some links to the interview with the CEO of, of Fender Guitars. So um, if you like reading that sort of stuff, go for it. Certainly interesting along the way, but references. Can't quote stats without references, right? There'll be the links to all the socials for the show as well, and for me personally. And I'm really uh, interested in And again, if you want to support the show, share it, like it, comment on it. Extra points if you rate and review it in your podcast app. And now, this episode is Driftwood for you. What will you carve out of it? <laughs>